Hello, thanks for choosing the Looms and Me podcast. I'm Looms, and if you're anything like me, then you're probably doing a pretty passable job of adulting. So I hope this series helps you as much as it's helping me. We are all about growth and realistic self-betterment, both in our personal and professional lives. There's something new every single week, so if you like this episode, then head to looms.me for more. Now, you may have heard that most podcasts fail by the eighth episode, but hopefully you'll agree that ours is just getting better and better, so much so that I've got my first ever guest. She's a health and science nerd, a born and bred Londoner, a product person, writer, and one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, here to share with us the story of her great resignation, my friend, Jeevan Verdi. Hi. Hi, Jeevan. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me on the podcast. <laughs> Honoured to be the first guest. Well, you are you are the person that I thought of immediately when the subject of this week's episode came up because it's all about, last week I spoke about doing hard things or an easy way to do hard things. And this week I was trying to find somebody who had done such a hard thing just to understand what and how that worked out for you and how that translated for you. But before we get into all of that, I wanted to take a few minutes just to give you a little bit more of a more well-rounded introduction, if you will. So I already listed out the lab- all the labels in, w- in which you identify, all the ways that you identify. But I'm really curious, what are the things that you value? Tell me about your value system. Oh, it's a good question. Um, so I'd say... Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> More of that to come. Um, yeah, so I'd say my, my biggest like value is probably the relationships in my life, like my friends, family. Um, I think that's, yeah, the thing I value most and, and get the most kind of joy from. Prioritising my health, I would say, um, and just like health generally. I feel that for other people as well. Um eating well exercising uh it sounds like kind of obvious stuff but um I think that's super important uh in life and uh, especially when you've got kind of a I don't know busy job or lots of responsibilities it can feel like um something that uh goes by the wayside a bit but um yeah I think that that's something that I really value um and I think also just like generally having a positive impact and like I don't mean that in the sense of like I think I'm gonna change the world or whatever you might you might (laughs) uh but I think that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure and I don't think that makes people happy feeling like they need to live up to this like big expectation of like I don't know being the next Elon Musk uh or whatever I have no such aspirations but um I kind of mean like just having a general positive impact on like my friends, my colleagues, people I interact with, you know, in like a coffee shop, I, I just think just trying to be like a, a nice person generally. Um, yeah, I think I think that's it, basically. Yeah. I mean, for future, we'll narrow that down to like a really <laughs> slick sentence. But look, because we're still all on a journey, it's OK for it to, you know be that detailed <laughs> that's great I thought you're gonna be like I really like to travel or something but you took it to another level I appreciate that all right we're gonna do what I like to call a quick fire round I say what I what I like to call a quick fire round this okay. is what everybody this is it's just a common term I didn't invent this term a quick fire round is very well known 
But I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I want you to just don't think too hard about them, right? This is just to get the, you know, get, I was going to say break the ice, but I feel like we crossed that bridge years ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coffee or tea? Ooh, coffee. Sneakers or heels? I mean, trainers. <laughs> <laughs> also known as sneakers, I guess. Um... Yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, bring it on. This is supposed to unsettle you. All it's done is made you bolder. Um, learning or teaching? Ooh, teaching, I think. Dancing or singing? Neither. I don't think I've ever seen you do either of those things. Both make me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Winter or summer? Summer. Books or magazines? Books. Okay. And final question. What's a fun fact about yourself that um, you'd like to share? Fun fact about myself. I'm obsessed with yogurt. <laughs> so I would say I've eaten yogurt basically every day for the past probably five or six years, mainly for breakfast, sometimes twice a day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just love it. Um, I've like thoroughly read the nutrition facts on every back of like a yogurt packet that you can find in a supermarket and identified my favorite one based on nutrition and taste so um yeah I think that really says it all about me I don't really know what more we can cover in this podcast I mean she's not she's she's actually not kidding I've, I've watched this woman consume yogurt on a hangover first thing in the morning and if that doesn't if that doesn't send your stomach <laughs> wild nothing will I don't understand it I'll be like, I oh, will be hungover. I'll be like, have you eaten? She'll yeah, I had, I had some yogurt. And it's just, uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. So, okay. Thank you for sharing. Um, I, hopefully everyone listening now has a better idea of who you are <laughs> and your value system as a person. So you have been through quite an interesting last few months. In fact, maybe the last six months. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Where you have done this drastic reevaluation of who you are and where you're headed and, and, and what you want to, what you, what you actually want to be doing going forward. So it's just like a, a midlife crisis, but in your 20s, basically. Oh, 30s. I'm actually in my 30s. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that mistake. I'll let, I'll, I'll let you have, I'll let you have that one. That one is fine. She, she's barely 30, but fine. It's fine. <laughs> We don't judge. So talk me through the, if you can, if you can remember, the day or the moment or the minute where you decided, okay, this needs to, something needs to change. This isn't working for me. Um, so yeah, I was on the beach and I was chatting to a friend about kind of life and work. And um, I just sort of thought, this can't be it. Like, my life can't just be this feeling. I decided that when I got back from this holiday um I was going to hand in my notice and I did on the Monday that I came back uh which was obviously scary but um I think yeah going away and coming back gave me kind of probably the push that I needed to to make that decision yeah it's interesting you hear a lot about people coming up to that moment in time when it's like okay well like this is it but for me, I find that it's so rare to hear, to go a bit deeper into what that actually feels like or how you can even start to put that feeling together. Because um, 
you know, for a lot of people, that feeling might end up translating more or coming across more as something like just a general feeling of unease and not really knowing where that unease comes from. You know, I love a framework. <laughs> My friend Jeevan also loves a framework. So <laughs> what was the stop, start, continue of that moment for you? So if, if you can go back and, and yes. share in that way. So stop, start, continue is so interesting. It just like reminds me of work, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's the, be- it's the best of work. We're taking the best of work and using it for our own self-betterment. So. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. Interestingly, I, I guess I often think stop and start are kind of like two sides of the same coin. Um, so sometimes I struggle to uh, differentiate them. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's a fair point. It is two sides of the same coin, ultimately. Yeah, because you're you're either starting when you're starting a habit, you're stopping a behavior. You're starting starting something, you're stopping something else. Yeah, I think when you're like often stopping something, the easiest I think often the easiest way to stop something is to frame it as starting something else instead. So yeah, they they're often interlinked. The stop was probably that process and bureaucracy from kind of getting in the way of getting stuff done and that's kind of how I was feeling in my job at the time I'm a product person so um you know I do like process but um I think you know there's something around finding the balance between like process that it will speed you up and process for process sake I wasn't feeling like I was making a huge impact and that's how I wanted to I guess start feeling in whatever I was doing um and I actually read an interesting article about this recently in the Harvard Business Review um which suggested that burnout is a symptom of um not having enough impact as opposed to having too much work oh um yeah I'll send you the link after (laughs) if I will I'm sure I can find it somewhere but um yeah it was that was basically their concept and I think it resonated with me because I, I, I don't actually ever, I don't think I ever felt like I had too much work going on. Like even, I don't know, through the pandemic when obviously there wasn't much going on and, and maybe lots of people started focusing on work and maybe working longer hours, even that, uh, I don't know how to say this, but it didn't really feel like a negative, but it was almost like, I think working is fine, but if you feel like you're uh, like going around in circles with things and, and just, I guess like yeah you you don't feel like you're having that impact with it then I think that's when it starts getting demotivating um so I I think that's the yeah that's kind of the my stop slash start do you draw a line between purpose and impact or are they would you say that those are the same things I think they're a bit I would say they're different um because I think you can have impact that doesn't necessarily Align, align with, with your, your purpose. purpose right yeah right. okay so like I don't know if I have a, if I'm working hard and I'm I don't work in sales but if I was like increasing sales um and you know I, I could see that my work was having an impact that would potentially be really motivating um but actually if I'm increasing sales for like um I don't know cigarettes uh you know that that's not really aligned with my purpose yeah. so I, I feel like it's obviously that's a bit of an extreme example, but I think um, yeah they're not always aligned. Fascinating. Thank you for sharing that. Um, your continue. We never got to your continue 
Ah, yes. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> uh, just got off on a tangent there. We did. Um, yeah, so my continue um, was to like keep being around smart, inspiring, fun people. Um, that like really gives me a lot of energy. And I found working from home in the pandemic quite difficult because um, one of the things that I had really loved about my job was all the people. Um, and... Yeah, I guess when that just completely goes away, um, I don't know, changes things quite significantly. Yeah, whatever I do next, I want to be working with, like, people um, in some sort of format in real life. <laughs> yeah, it helped you narrow it helped you narrow down what element of your value system, I should say, you're yeah. currently living in that moment. Because you know that a big part of your value system is your relationships and being around other people. So it brought just brought that to light, it sounds like. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I hadn't tied it to my value system at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that is true. Once you re- recognise that you don't necessarily, you want to change, what are some of the limiting beliefs, let's say? How how are you thinking about what might go wrong versus what might go right? So I would say that I had all the limiting beliefs. <laughs> And uh, I was exclusively thinking about what might go wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to stop that now, but it's still difficult. The main ones were around like fear. So uh, I think there's probably a few flavours of that. So one is like fear of the unknown. So um, I think when you kind of quit your job uh, and you don't necessarily have a clear idea of what you want to do next, um, people were telling me like it's fine you can experiment try different things um and I think that makes sense theoretically um but in the back of your mind you're always like okay I try the different things and what if none of them work (laughs) or like there was all these thoughts around uh this is never gonna work am I being completely ridiculous um and then I think the other kind of I guess fear was what like fear of what other people think uh maybe now that it's got like a title of the great resignation um it's like a bit more socially acceptable yeah I was worried about what I guess my company would think and my boss would think um I was worried about what my friends would think my family um and I think there was probably a bit of guilt around it because um it's quite a privileged thing to be able to do, to just sort of be like, I'm not fulfilled in my quite, you know, comfortable, well-paid, prestigious job. I'm going to quit and do who knows what. And, um, you know, especially when uh, it's like post-COVID and so many people lost their jobs and suffered. Um, I was I was like, oh, what am I doing? Like, you know... Yeah, there's a lot of kind of weird feelings around that. One of my other limiting beliefs was related to kind of comparing myself to others, particularly like my friends. Um, So most of my friends have like stable jobs and uh, I guess like are on, you know, a good career trajectory. And I sort of felt like, what am I doing wrong that I haven't figured this out yet? And, you know, um, people are kind of getting married and having babies and I'm still like, 
I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. So I think that was quite difficult as well. You you just think there's something wrong with you, basically. Whenever I, I, I try to think about thoughts like that or beliefs like that, I hear them. I've started hearing them in a male voice because they've all come from the patriarchy. So yeah, if you say, right, that's so, interesting. so if you say to you, <laughs> if, if your mind is, if in your mind you're hearing, oh, God, I should really know what I want to do with my life at this stage. I just hear some old man going, you should really know what you want to do. It, and if an old man actually came up to you and said that, that was my old man voice, by the way. That's it. <laughs> it was good. I think it was accurate. <laughs> That's how I hear them anyway. Um, <laughs> but if you, you know, if an actual old man came up to you and said that to you, you'd be like, uh, fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. Mind your business. <laughs> Don't know if you're allowed to swear. But yeah, you would, right? You'd be like, you literally need to fuck yeah. off. But when you say it in your own head, you don't tell yourself that, right? Because you hear it in your own voice. But yeah. we, we all just need to start hearing these limiting beliefs in the male voices that initially brought them into existence way back when. And I think we would probably react to them very differently. So it's been, it's been, it's, it's been working. It's part of my coping strategy for overcoming these limiting beliefs. But how did you get past? What was your strategy for getting past those because those those are a lot of thoughts yep. <laughs> <laughs> all destined to keep you in your comfort zone and keep you nice and safe so how did you how did you work through them well I'd be lying if I said I have completely overcome all my limiting beliefs they're definitely still there but um there are some ways that I've uh, been able to manage them one of those is recognizing how I'm talking to myself um, and I think you kind of alluded to that with um, the male voice thing uh, is like you don't talk to yourself in the way that you talk to anyone else. Um, you're always much harsher on yourself, um, but it's so subconscious that you don't realise what you're even saying. Um, so I think when I'm feeling a bit like stressed or overwhelmed, um, sometimes I'll write down what I'm thinking and then I think seeing those thoughts like in the flesh uh on paper makes you sort of acknowledge them and be like okay well that's probably a bit dramatic or harsh um and I think that has helped a bit one of the other sort of ways to get around them is just being more focused on like the tasks you have to do and not stressing too much about this end goal my end goal is feeling fulfilled and figuring out what I want to do with my life and you know when you when you think about that and dwell on it um it becomes really stressful whereas uh when you break it down into kind of much smaller tasks um and you focus on that and kind of abstract away from the end goal um I think that makes it a bit easier because you, you can feel sort of like okay I've ticked all the things off my to-do list for today like that's great and you know hopefully those are all things that are getting you towards your end goal but um yeah it, it just sort of makes things a bit more manageable as opposed to you know coming to the end of the week and be like oh my god I still haven't figured out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life um mm -hmm. that's not a very helpful way to be thinking about it yeah I think that's fair I think it's also fair to remember that human brains are built to create limiting beliefs. It's the limiting belief that keeps you from 
jumping into traffic, for instance, <laughs> or putting yourself in danger. You know, limiting yeah. beliefs are there's value in 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 limit in being you know some limiting beliefs, but it's about understanding which ones are serving you and which ones aren't, which ones are helpful and which ones aren't, and actually challenging your own mind because your mind will present every limiting belief as equally as, as important as every other one, whether it's one that's caused by stress or one that's like actual life or death. So it's really up to us to interrogate and say, okay, I'm going to do some filtering here. <laughs> this one's helpful. This one's not, this one's helpful. This one's not. And yeah, as Steven said, writing them out and seeing them in the flesh, turning them into a male voice like I do <laughs> is uh, whatever the coping strategy is. I think it's, it's helpful for helping you go and do the scary thing anyway you took a leap into the abyss and you're still very much you know <laughs> i was gonna say flailing in the abyss but you're not <laughs> I'm official. Uh, i feel like i am flailing. <laughs> some days can feel like a bit of a flail um at this stage in your journey as now you're out in the world and you have complete autonomy over your time and and where your time and your attention goes do you have any regrets looking back on your journey so far no I don't think so um I would say like overall I'm super happy with my life um and I think it's that classic thing of like if you could go back in time and change stuff what would you change and I guess I, I wouldn't change anything partly because um that means that I wouldn't be where I am today and, and I'm very happy with where I am today to, despite obviously nothing's ever perfect I do have limiting beliefs but like overall I'm very happy um and yeah I, I just kind of think it's a waste of time to look back and regret stuff um I think it's better use of your thoughts to think about the future if you obviously you know some of those thoughts are not helpful about the future but um you know dwelling on the past I think is is probably the least helpful thing you can do yeah right yes and well speaking of the future what are you most excited about I have no idea what the end state or the destination is really it's not like I'm like I want this specific job or or whatever um I actually am forced to focus on the journey yeah. <laughs> um and yeah so I think that's actually quite exciting um there's not necessarily this end yeah end state that I'm like obsessed with yet maybe I'll find something but for the moment um it's more like exploratory um I've started developing a habit of writing every day which is uh yeah going well so far um so like I feel like you know regardless of whether that pans into anything more than a hobby um it still feels like you know, uh, enjoyable way to spend my time. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to Jeevan's newsletter so you can take a look if you're interested in anything to do with female health. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I cover quite varied topics in the newsletter, to be honest, but yeah, primarily around kind of health, science, some psychology stuff. Um, so yeah, take a look. And you mentioned that you were working on something on a really exciting topic coming up. Can we get a little sneak preview of, of this topic? Sure. So, uh, disclaimer, I think this is a really exciting topic, but I don't know if other people will, because I'm a bit of a science nerd. Um, but basically, it's about the gut microbiome. Um, so that's the kind of trillions of bacteria that live in your digestive tract. And 
there's basically there's you know I've been doing a lot of research on it um but I think one kind of interesting thing to pull out is uh, that your gut and your brain interact so there's actually a biological basis to that sort of gut feeling and um an interesting example of how this works is with eating and like um if you're eating something sweet for example so I've got a massive sweet tooth um so I experience this a lot so if I eat a donut there are neurons in my gut that get activated um when sugar is present um and they're sort of you know they recognize what kind of nutrients are in the gut and send that info to our brain um and that triggers the activation of other kind of bits of the brain that cause you to seek out more of that particular thing so in this case sugar um so it's kind of interesting that obviously we like sweet things because they taste good but also because of our gut brain relationship so it's sort of like the the subconscious process in the gut is is also incentivizing us to like eat more sweets so what you're effectively saying is that our brains are on crack (laughs) <laughs> most of the time or under the influence of some external force yeah and so you can't take what your brain is telling you at face value <laughs> so, yeah basically and it's an interesting one so there's some people that kind of say um humans are actually just vehicles for the microbes in our body um and actually you know they're like yeah making obviously they're making us eat more sugar but like they have such a interesting impact on like our brains on immune system um that kind of thing and uh yeah are we just is sort of a different way to look at the human body basically are we just like vehicles for these uh microbial systems to propagate um from generation to generation so i don't i don't know how that interlinks with you know how you feel about your your purpose in life or <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> well, it's really, I, I think it's, it, it, it's an examination of who is the master and who's the dog. When you look at, you know, if you're walking your dog and your dog relieves himself on the pavement, you clean, clean it up. Who's the boss in that relationship? <laughs> is it you or is it the dog? True. It's like the brain and the gut, right? It's who's really in charge. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all linked. We think that we're really in charge, but fundamentally (laughs) we're just Sainsbury's bags for a bunch of bacteria is what it sounds like yeah basically (laughs) and on that lovely note (laughs) I think that's (laughs) I think that's where I think that's where we'll uh we'll end things before I let you go I'm gonna do a quick recap of everything that we learned from the wonderful Jeevan today you took space to separate out of your day-to-day, you found some separation between your day-to-day routine and just your mind. And then breaking down the, the way that you felt at the time. I like stop, start, continue just because I use it constantly at work. So it's just something that my mind already works in that way anyway. But figuring out a way to really break down what what that feeling is or what is what it is that you want to do and want to no longer do. And then... Having a sense of what your value system is seems to be helpful. It's a helpful North Star, especially when you're in a situation where you don't know what that goal is. But if you know that the actions you're taking every day align with your value system, that helps give you some anchoring and give you some direction. And then checking on how you speak to yourself, making sure that you're challenging your limiting beliefs 
and I'll add maybe not judging yourself for your limiting beliefs, but understanding that our our brains are designed to create limiting beliefs. It's a human, that's a normal human brain and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's about trying to start interrogating and challenging some of those beliefs to make sure that they're serving you. And then of course, focusing on the journey as opposed to the goal, which is helpful if you don't have goals. (laughs) 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 Then you have no choice but to focus on the journey. Make sure that you uh, check out Jeevan's newsletter. It comes out. How often do you do your newsletter? Weekly. Weekly. We have a commitment now. This has been, (laughs) it's a fantastic, (laughs) recorded for posterity. It's a fantastic read. It takes a few minutes. It goes really well with a cup of tea. I really enjoy it and I'm a big fan of it. So I'm always trying to encourage more. So this sounds like this next one's going to be a really interesting read as well. So I'll put a link in the show notes so you can check it out and sign up to get the weekly <laughs> newsletters, Jeevan. Weekly. I love it. Friendship is about accountability. <laughs> Especially when I'm not the one being held accountable. It's someone else <laughs> who's being held accountable. Say, no, no one made me aware of this when I signed up for this friendship. <laughs> I'm too far in now. Yeah, it's, too, but... it's too late. It's too late. It's too late now. This is, this is how it is. So I want to say a massive thank you for being my first ever guest. Thank you for having me. And hopefully we'll have you back soon as your life continues to progress and the podcast continues to grow. But I'm so thrilled that I get to be your friend. So thank you. Thank you. This was a pleasure. All right, that's enough of that. If you made it this far, you're a legend. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this right now. There's a new episode every single week. Tell your friends. If this resonated with you, then share it with somebody that you care about. And be sure to check out the show notes for anything that we talked about today, where I'll be sure to put in any additional information. Thank you so much.